It is the technology show where we translate geek into regular speak. I'm Brett Levy, and I'm coming live to you again this week. So I have a very exciting show. I don't know if anyone saw the tease online. I put a couple of teasers up. We have a, well, I can say a friend of the show, but I can say a, an original co-host of the show when we put the show together four or five odd years ago. Um, and just a friend generally, even in the real world as well. So uh, let's uh, let's bring him into studio. Hello, Mr. Sternberg. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so for those of you that are listening as opposed to watching, we got the double-handed raised hello sign there. Aria, good to have you on the show, mate. It's been a while since uh, we've done something together. It has. I think the <clears throat> physical and virtual distance has uh, has put us in different parts of the interwebs and the real webs. But uh, it's it's great to be here. And as always, you're looking fantastic. Oh, man. Thank you. That's so nice of you. Now, talking about looking fantastic, you know me better than most people, especially in this country. And when I go around to trade shows, what do I always collect? Well... T-shirts and swag of any kind, but T-shirts really. I'm, I'm looking at a screen here with you with a really nice virtual background, a super comfortable looking gaming chair, which I compliment you on. But the one thing I'm seeing is a kudo T-shirt, and I don't have one. So I'm kind of worried about this. Now, I know we're far away from each other, but last time I checked, the Australia Post still works. You know my size, so I'm going to be checking the mailbox soon for my Kudo T-shirt. I'm rocking my my JLab T-shirt today. I can see my I'm off screen on my cut, so I, I'm still wearing my tech T-shirts. Anyway, this is not the T-shirt show. This is the technology show, and I'm going to bring up our slides so we can have some fun. Uh, one of the other reasons why it was so super cool to have you on the show today for things with a Z. You are going to be doing the things with a Z review today. And it's a product I haven't played with, and um, I noticed you're currently wearing them. So let's go into now. This is the Aftershocks KZ, right? S H O K Z, if you spell it that way, I think. OpenCom headset. Yes. Yes. That one. So for anyone watching, they can see you actually wearing it. I must say, the sound sounds really good. It's coming through quite nice and clearly on this side. So that part works. But. Um, <laughs> Take us, take us through the the design um, and obviously the main feature behind it, which is the the bone conducting. Yeah, I, I think the, the the important thing to consider about these headsets and and this is you know looking at a, a a work from home world is that a lot of people think about um, ANC active noise canceling and yep. um, you know I've I've got and I and I was using the sony xm4s for a long time but the active noise canceling is great for the person for, for the wearer but it doesn't necessarily actually actually cancel the noise that's coming into uh the headphones themselves and so right. uh you know if, if you are working from home and you do a lot of you know te telecommunication uh kudo is a video conferencing platform so i have to be doing meetings like this all day every day and so as you know i have a, a near near two and a half year old who comes running in and you, know, <laughs> you never know what's going to happen um she'll run in uh you know hammering from next door people can't hear it and that's because the microphone is really just attuned to capturing what's what's here and right. the boom the boom, the boom over here. The Zoom boom. that back up again as well. For those yeah. that are watching, you can actually see. I mean, I've got a picture up there, but it does come straight down to your mouth, right? Yeah, yeah, and, I, and I, totally. And w when you're doing any sort of, um, you know, when, when sound is important and capturing what you're saying is important, uh, having the boom mic is is critical. And so, um, I was incredibly skeptical about these for a number of reasons you know at shocks as they they've gone from aftershocks to the shocks with a with a z or z um are, are largely known for uh, exercise and for um you know having bone conduction and, and being safe for you know riding a bike or running or being outside uh they've got one that's specifically for uh swimming you know which is an mp3 player 
But, but when I heard about this one, I was like, there's no way that this can be high quality. A neighbor of mine had me. He just said, listen, you, you, you need to go this way if, if calls are important. It's not just the fact that the sound is being collected very easily and uh, it's isolating what I'm saying and my voice. It's also the fact that there's nothing in my ear, yeah. right? So but you've been a big fan of that. I mean, I remember, I think you backed the first pair. Like when they came out, you, you actually received one of the first pairs. And just a little bit of uh, information that for those that don't know Aria, there are people out there that collect sneakers, right? They have this sneaker fetish. Uh, or training shoes or gym shoes, depending on where you are in the world. Aria has a headset fetish. I mean, he's just shown us now. He's got the Sonys. I promise you, if you have to go around, I mean, there we go. If you're watching the show, you can see there's just a handful of them coming through. Um, and at least once a week, I get a text message from him going, hey, man, check these headset out. What do you think? Like, I haven't reviewed them yet, you know? So for you to give it a, a you know, a thumbs up, and I must say, the sound is really good. Yeah, I'm not battling to hear you um there's no crackling there's no popping coming through so you know it really is impressive the the, the other one i'll just mention is the the speed of the bluetooth connection is really high so it, it connects super fast it doesn't have dual um device connection which is a little bit annoying okay. yeah that's a bit um, annoying this one in day yes the, uh, stop stop one and start another but uh, other than that uh, i have zero complaints and they are so light they're, you know they're well, now you've gone quiet. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 it's, it's so from MJ. Hey, MJ, thanks for watching the show. Um, Aria, I'm going to put the screen back up again. Now, on this picture here, I don't know how clear it is, but also for those listening, that looks like an NFC logo on the, like just on the part that goes behind your, your head. Is that for NFC charging or connectivity by tap? You, you know, I've never tried, but that does look like an NFC logo. It um, does, right? It, okay. it very well could be. Um, I'd have to actually look that up. I'm a bit too lazy to check it out. Only <laughs> only gripe, and not really a gripe for me, but it does have uh, a bespoke charging bespoke cable. Charge. Yeah, and you know, that's we, something I actually that spoke about have. that on last week's show. So I've got lucid glasses. Well, I'm actually not wearing them today. Um which are you know smart e-glasses or audio glasses and they have the bespoke connector when i spoke to the the founder of the company and the ceo harrison you know, he explained to me that and and apple's actually confirmed this as well when space is a critical thing and you have to put devices in you know sometimes you have to forego what we would call the traditional port um yeah. just to make them work but that nfc logo as i said i'm looking i'm going I remember when Nokia launched the Lumia, and in fact, it's funny that MJ is watching the show because we worked together on that project. Um, they came out with a, an NFC tap speaker. It was a J, JBL shock speaker thing. In fact, I think you've seen mine, or the big white one. And all you did was connect your phone via NFC and the music transferred to the you know to the speaker so i'm pretty sure that's what that would be if it was a phone not a computer right you would just tap it and then the connectivity is there um yeah i'm actually gonna bring up another picture as well just for those that are watching so i put this picture up here even though you are watching uh, well you're wearing them but it looks like it sits really comfortably behind the head um, behind the ear sorry and you said it's light and you can see that the bone conductor is making really good contact with the frontal lobe. So for those of you that don't know how the technology works, right, the sound actually comes through this bone. I'm going to turn my head. Well, look at the picture. It, it's not playing yeah. in your ear. It's actually vibrating yeah. into the bone. So and that's no, how you get the open ear experience. That's incredible. And I can confirm that they do uh, connect via NFC. Okay. Now that would make Did sense, right? Just a quick tap, put them on your head. And off you go. Uh, what's the battery life like? Uh, it's reported like eight hours. Um, I've used them for a full day, and I'd say six to seven, eight hours. It usually says, you know, charge me. But, um, yeah, but that's good. Quite, I mean, quite, that's, quite good. Given the size, you know, um, yeah, well, that's the thing, it right? is quite impressive, yeah. Yeah. And look, let's be honest, you shouldn't be sitting for eight hours on video calls anyway. Like, it's you just shouldn't. I know we do, but you shouldn't. So if that's what it's designed for, and it's designed for calls, you're know, talking for eight hours, that's quite a lot. Now, 
we you and in fact you like to call it shocks with a z by the way because you even named the segment z with the american heritage but there's just one more part of things with a z that we do need to chat about today Ario. okay and in I fact know. um i've actually prepared a slide so we have part two of things with a z and this is going to be called tech confessional with brett levy okay now, I've prepared a statement here for you just in case, like, you know, if you needed some encouragement. And I thought I'd bring this up on the screen for you to just read out for us, especially for the crew out there. So I'm going to keep quiet, Ari, and we welcome to Brett's Tech Confessional. And just tell us. <laughs> All right, let's, let's see what this says. Uh, let me bring it up here for you so it's right nice and clear. There we go. How's that? My name is Aria, and I am an iPhone user. It's been 20 days since ditching my Android device. It, it, it is true. Now, <laughs> I, I, I do have my Android device here, uh, right? You're allowed to have your Android device. Uh, I have yeah. I have mine floating around here. Yeah. So I just just for the listeners, right? Aria and I have been friends now for six years, and from day dot, and that was where we did we did the A and B split test. He's Microsoft. Um, MacBook, he's Android, um, iPhone, and there's been many shows and many beatings passed and shared between the two of us over the years, uh, mainly aimed at me and my iPhone and my Apple Watch. Now, there was just one more part of this confession as well, right? I actually should have put that in there as well. Can you raise your left wrist up to the screen as well? Oh, look at that sexy device. That is an Apple Watch, people. So, Aria, welcome to the dark side, my friend. And tell us, you know, what uh, what what made you do the move? Uh, two and a half years of using um, an Android flagship, uh, seeing the battery wilt, um, seeing the camera uh, stop focusing, uh, Samsung Note 20 Ultra, um, and really just having conversations with. Uh, the likes of the the amazing, incredible Roger Lawrence uh, and others, you know, Apple truly does put a focus on uh, the hardware and not not launching something that isn't going to be uh, the highest end that's out there. And and you're you're paying for it, you know, in the price tag. Uh, from a hardware perspective, it's it is super solid. It does everything you can do. Um, from a software perspective, it's you know, it's it's iOS, and so you know it's built for as many people as possible to use. Whereas Android is uh, not not the same flavor on every phone. Um, there are levels of customization that you know, depending which device you have and which which software uh, layers are on it, um, can enable some really cool stuff. Uh, but I just you know, lo looking at the announcements, what's happening in the AR VR space and XR space, and um, the fact that I will admit also that I am just pretty much had it with uh, Windows. Um, I just, <laughs> I, I just need, I need something that can work. It's, well, I have to stop you for a second. There's been captions, there's been comments coming through, which is so nice. This is a really engaged show. So I've got, well, first up, how, how do I turn off the live captions? Uh, that's on LinkedIn. I don't know offhand. I think there's actually, it's one of the default settings of the videos for um, accessibility. I can try to find that out. Someone confirmed it is an FC logo, and Aria, you did as well. Thank you. There's one yet, any port in a storm. I'm not quite sure what that means. Um, and it's the light side. Android is the dark. So that comment I love as well. Now, Aria, thank you on Tech Confessional. This is the first time I've done it. Um, I need you to download three Apple iOS apps, play games on your incredible screen, read accurate data on your Apple Watch, and post all your social networks. That's your penance or whatever they call it when you do confession. So there we go. I, I, I will do. I'd like to have one one comment though. Yes. So you have to. <laughs> yeah. No. No. Look, I, I I think that iOS and and you know all joking aside, I have I have been uh, anti Apple for a long time for for a variety of reasons. Um, but in the last year and a half, two years. Um, the direction that Facebook and Oculus, for example, have taken, or Meta, as we, could, we yeah. should call it, which is when its yeah. own 
story for another conversation. Um, I think that what Apple stands for in terms of privacy and and you know what it's looking after its users is is notable, and we'll, we'll see what happens as um, what I'm expecting is finally the actual release of this um, R device, whether it's AR, MR, VR, XR, we, we don't know yet. But teasing. They've been teasing, and the 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 cadence of buzz and the time between has, has been coming up. But the the kind of data that's going to be collected from you know gaze from where you know where you're spending time, geolocation plus plus plus, it's going to be a real testament to Apple if they can stay um, where they have with the privacy side of things. Uh, and frankly. I don't see anyone else coming out to the market with a hardware and a software with Reality OS that is going to challenge um, that that can be challenged. If anyone's going to break it down and, and get people to actually get into the XR space, it's going to be Apple, and we we, yeah. we know that. You know, it's interesting you say that. First of all, Alex just said yeah, he's asked most of those questions, so thanks, mate. I appreciate it. And that is the number one Apple fan in the country, so you know we've got him listening in on the show as well. Here's the part that I hope doesn't happen you know and, and that's coming as an apple fan as well they've been very pro privacy but what you've just mentioned now with the whole ai and being able to track what we do where we look at it and and for those that don't know i mean i think you're you're the vice president of our mixed reality or virtual reality congress in australia the, the, X, the x the xr associates yes. XR association so i mean i know it's a very big part of your world apple has the ability to 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 do what Google did and go a bit evil very quickly should they choose to. You know, they, they're blocking out everyone else. You've got the privacy aspects where you get all notifications. You would have noticed on your phone that says, do you want to be tracked by this app? Push no, blah, blah, blah. So right. what they're doing is they're locking everyone out, but they've still got all that data. What they do with that data and how they turn that data on us, uh, especially with if device R does come out anytime soon, um that would be very interesting to see and and i hope they don't go that route you know i i, I hope they stay flying the flag for privacy and and doing good with it as opposed to uh you know well thanks everyone for buying a billion devices we now own you and we've got you anyway i'm going to leave it there for now because actually some questions in q a that we will look at later on together as well so let me go back to um Let's go back to the slides. Oh, there's a confession again. I'm going to frame that and send it off to some of our mates. So let's move on to news with a Z. And thanks for being a good sport. Now, you actually were quite a loyal Samsung user. I mean, I've known you to have quite a few devices, and you've still got your device. They just got hit with a $14 million fine. Now, $14 million is not a lot of money to a company like Samsung. I'm talking about Samsung Australia, right? So for people listening around the world, this doesn't apply to you, or it may, but it'll be a different uh, a, a different action. But this was basically over the waterproofing. Now, this is something, Aria, that I know also, as a swimmer, you waterproof is quite important to you. You've actually said to me a few times, oh, can that headset go into water, or can this do that, or what's the phone's waterproof like? And apparently now, it's, this applies to the S7, the S7 Edge, the A5, the A7, the S8, the S8 Plus, and the Note 8. So it's over 3 million models in this country. And again, talking about Australia. So if you own any of those devices, you've been encouraged to actually contact Samsung Australia. Now, I have to respect Samsung for this, right? They've been slapped on the wrist. They told people their phones were waterproof, which they were, but they kind of weren't. Um, and they've owned it. They haven't contested the, the fine. They're now encouraging people that, that own those devices um, to reach out to them. And there's obviously going to be some form of uh, compensation that's paid over. To me, that's a big move, and that's a good move. I mean, that's how it should be, you know. Um, did you have problems with your device or any of those on water or in water, rather? I never did. I have a feeling that the Note 8, which I, I was a, an owner of, um, may have had some issues, but um, didn't see anything come around for that. I know the Note 20 one here. Um, no waterproof issues, more just, you know, it, it lets you know you can't charge it. So yeah. I'm, I'm not quite sure what the, you know, the suit's about. But yeah, basically, they um, haven't seen any real issues now. Okay. The watch, um, though. The watch you say you had issues with. Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, so Samsung, you're about to get a <laughs> you're about to get a watch lawsuit against you, uh, and Ari's going to cheer it up. I see another one's come through here. Uh, the phones um, were waterproof, but the socket was was um, being corroded. Thank you for yep. the clarification on that. Um, so that, but that's important, right? If the socket corrodes, then you can't charge it properly, and that's what you would turn up with the watch. So it obviously gets that that oxidization and, and corrosion on it. Anyway, let's leave Samsung alone for a second and uh, let's move on. So Harmony, and I'm not talking about eHarmony, the dating site, but after what's happening to these people, they might feel like they've had a bad experience on the dating site. This is a US crypto firm. Um, they've alleged that thieves have stolen $100 million worth of digital coins from one of their like, key products, their their it's called Horizon Bridge. Um, the irony is this is the tool for transferring crypto between different blockchains. So let's just stop there for a second, right? The blockchain, the security thing that tracks everything, and someone's managed to steal $100 million from that. That's a little bit of a problem, right? Like, like doesn't that kind of go against the whole thing of what blockchain was and the security of it? Like, anyway, I mean, I'm smiling at it, but... Um, yeah, you know, I've always been a little bit iffy when it comes to crypto and the, the, the way people are creating these values that aren't there and can't be supported, which clearly we've been seeing lately. But when someone spends $100 million while it's transferring between blockchains, that kind of makes me question the blockchain. Like, I don't think I don't think enough people understand what 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 the blockchain is and exactly what it does i mean every time a transaction happens you know it's recorded in you know in an immutable uh way so that that transaction can't happen again right um but in terms of 100 million dollars worth can't ever happen again either (laughs) no no but, but but i mean like if you're if you're transferring you know it's like i forgot my um whatever those the 10 the 10 random words you know, so you can't get your account back. Like, yeah, you can't get it back. You're, it's yeah. gone. Or if, if yeah. someone like takes that sticky note off your desk and walks away, you got a real problem, right? Like that's, you know, what, where do you put those things? Where well, you're going to save it on file. On your Has that somewhere. happened to you? Do you remember the old days when we used to put our username and passwords on sticky notes? Like when we weren't so concerned about privacy, I was like, oh shit, I can't log in because I can't find the sticky note. <laughs> totally. Uh, you know, people have, um, I have, and I, I don't use it as I should, but like I've got like, you know, a 50 gig USB or 64 gig USB on my keychain. Yeah. Intention, you know, the intention is to store documents I don't want to give anyone access to. Um, do I actually use it? No. So you <laughs> yeah, right. use one of these. Now that you're an iPhone user, this one goes like that yeah. on the iOS with its own software. So if you on the go, especially with the little one, you can put your movies on here, put them in and off you go. Uh, but yes we should be backing up and i mean i speak about backing up all the time i'm gonna i'm gonna stay with crypto for a second here and uh this is an interesting one right so you know during covid and probably even before covid mining was huge and people would be making money and blah 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 however bitcoin miners are now being forced to actually tap into their own cryptocurrency stashes that's how much the price in crypto has plunged so they're now actually digging into their own money to actually pay their electricity bills because crypto mining, for those of you that don't know, it consumes an incredible amount of energy. In fact, that was why Elon Musk wanted to remove crypto from being able to buy Tesla, um, which also smashed the price for that short period of time. But what was interesting is that there's quite a few publicly listed um, Bitcoin miners that have now sold 100% of their May output because the value of the of Bitcoin dropped forty five percent. Now, you know, given the first story about being shafted by Harmony or on eHarmony, whichever Harmony it was, um, and now forty five percent devaluation in, in your holdings. I don't want to say I was right, but I still question this whole value that people put into crypto. I just. I don't know. You know, when you hold a piece of gold and not like the movies where they hold gold like this because it weighs a lot more than that. You know, they rob banks and they steal hundreds of bars of gold and they lift them up. You take this. I'm talking about real gold, like underneath the New York Stock Exchange, Fort Knox gold, big things. 
that's value. You can take that anywhere in the world and you can hand it in. Well, if you do, you'll probably get arrested. But in theory, you can hand it in and get money for it. Why Bitcoin has got this value that it has without any form of token, without any benefit to it whatsoever. And clearly, it's not that great when you can steal 100 million of them. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's... I don't know. Do you hold any crypto, Aria? Have you, do you, I mean, you don't have to answer that if it's personal, but we yeah. both build, you know? No, I, I, you know, I was gifted, not gifted. I was, I was paid in, in some Ethereum um, four, four years, three, three something years ago um, because the, the group was, you know, they were, they were trying to launch their own cryptocurrency and, um, they didn't have cash because they were startups, so they were like, "Well, we we have to we'll give you some Ethereum." So they gave me three three or four Ethereum, and, and they were three hundred dollars at the time. And I was like, "You know, whatever." Um, yeah. A couple of years later, they're up to like, you know, four thousand, or the, the the worth of that was, you know, well, you, you can do the math. But now, whatever that was, it's now back down to like two thousand or thousand or whatever. So if you just sit on it you know for 10 years that's the only thing i can think to do um i got in and borrowed off of i use the ethereum to put into another thing then i borrowed off of that to invest in another crypto um it's all i think it's all pretty much a massive pyramid slash ponzi scheme and, and there's a lot of people in on it there's some people in on it, then the outside ones are like, oh, let's put our money there and make okay. some money. Yep. yep. You know, so, but I, I like to see how it works and the challenges they're faced with it. Um, well, that's why I did it. Also, I wanted to see how hard it was to, or easy, actually, to set up a wallet. Um, similar to you, I got paid in crypto as well for a, a little bit of work that I did, and I was super excited to see that it went up. But as you say, fast forward a year or two later, and it's, it's straight back down to where it was. Now, I can see people saying to me, yeah, oh, but the stock exchange is exactly the same. And if you look at what's going on in the stock markets at the moment, in fact, even Apple, Apple's shares are down. They, they, If you bought Apple a week ago, you'd be in the red today, you know, which is the most valuable company in the world. Um, so, yes, the stock market goes. However, if you take the stock market over 10 years and it does this, it kind of always goes back up again, right? You could sit it out. I don't know what's going to happen with all these different cryptos, with the exception of tokens. And that's maybe where NFTs will balance it a bit, not these stupid ones. What are they called? The board ape or board monkey group or whatever. That was just bragging rights. I mean, that was stupid. There was no value there. Um, but the guys that actually buy coins that then gets them into events for free or in gaming, you get a skin that no one else can get. That's the tokenization. And that makes mm -hmm. sense. And you you're getting something for it. Anyway, um, I've only got, I think I've only got one more story left in tech news. Um, let's bring that back up. Where is it? That's the crypto. Oh, I love this one. Did you see this one, mate? So now I know you use Alexa. You've got Amazon devices. I've actually, my home is predominantly Google. I have got an Amazon device as well. Um, but for those that are listening, I've put up a picture of a tombstone that's in the shape of a book with the Alexa logo on it. And um, Alexa demonstrated that now you can get a voice that would mimic a deceased relative. Now, I'm assuming you could use a living relative too. Um, but basically, you could be lying in bed and go, hey, Alexa, oh, I don't know how close mine is, but anyway, hey, uh, that word, um, please ask grandma to finish reading me Wizard of Oz. And her voice will come over Alexa and read to you. Um, and apparently you only need to record or only have a recording of one minute in length. And then the AR will be able to, you know, work out the rest of the voice. That is now, just too creepy. Okay. So let's take the creepiest side, right? And I, and I put the story in here as well because of what you do and what kudos. And we actually didn't give you a chance to discuss Kudo again, as well as your awesome podcast, which will do that straight off this before I get sidetracked. However, if you take with, the power of voice and what voice can do. Now, let's take the deceased side out of it, but let's take distance and let's take COVID, where families were separated for two years. I think it's pretty cool tech, right, that you could then get grandma. Because, well, let's use your and my situation. We both live eight, nine, ten hours apart from our parents. You know, yours are in the States, mine are in South Africa, okay? 
I, I don't think my son needs his grandmother to read him a, a nursery rhyme. But for your little one, that would be awesome. Okay. Now, your mom's not going to wake up at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the morning her time to read when you need to go to bed in your time. So you could just ask Alexa to read and reads in her voice. I think that's awesome. And I love the technology. But the fact that they launched it around the whole deceased side of things, that was like, eh, like you just said, it's creepy, right? So the tech is awesome. And well done to them for the tech. But I think they missed it there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, that, that that that's 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 a note to the marketing team. I mean, you know, you, if you have a childhood hero, and be able to have Tom Cruise tell you a story, or you know, well, I don't know, I just said Tom Cruise, but I suppose I he's, he's now. What would you want Tom Cruise in your <laughs> home for? Next minute, you'll all be Scientologists. You're like, yeah, well, <laughs> you're um, score. What do they call it? The rating score. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, you know, I could I could see there being. De definitely uses for that and you know for all the people that use apps like calm or headspace or listening to meditation you know there's 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 definitely the power of, of the voice um yeah there's also the side of okay so what what else are these people reading and the whole deep fake stories you know and it's it's one thing to be able to deep fake a face and for some reason tom cruise is one that everyone likes to do yeah. deep fakes on but um the voice is another part and if if you know if, if Amazon is is one party that's you know solved this problem, we know that there's five or six others or ten or fifty that are doing the same thing. And you know when you package that all together, what are we seeing when you know some person of influence comes up and says, "Hey, listen to me, I'm doing this and that," and it's not just an impersonator, but it's someone speaking whatever, but the word you know the sound that comes out is is you know of those people. Like that's less creepy and more just downright scary i think well i wanted to finish off tech news with a z there to just also as a segue into kudo um tell us i mean it's been really going great guns the first time we spoke about kudo was a year and a bit ago when you joined the company and it's been growing leaps and bounds and i have to say you've got a great podcast out as well now which shows the power of kudo so give us here's your Time to take a punt on someone else's show segment. Thank you, man. Well, I've you know I've already got you know I'm I'm, I'm wearing the T-shirt and I've got the you have to point the other direction. There you go. Let's give you, um, give you full the, screen. Uh, I can't brand. give you full screen. <laughs> That's okay. Um, the, the you know I had an in, interesting call yesterday with um, uh, a potential client and and they were asking about you know what what. What are the limitations of a voice? And it's interesting you just brought up that last um, that last mention because um, on the podcast uh, called Breaking the Barrier, uh, available on every you know all the major podcast things and YouTube, um, is about breaking language barriers and how you know when we speak in our own native voice, uh, and oftentimes that's our own tongue, which is what Kudo allows for. We're going to express ourselves and say things in a way that we wouldn't do if we're translating our thoughts into another language. And so when you have um, one side of the coin is uh, I interviewed uh, a woman who's one of the main translators for President Zelensky in the Ukraine. And she said that as, a, as an interpreter for um, heads of state, Sometimes she interprets, has interpreted for uh, Russian heads of state, including Putin, and knowing that what's what she's being asked to interpret is either like an outright lie, or could potentially um, inflame various listeners uh, and, and and literally start wars. Like that's the power of language, right? Yep. Uh, and so that's one side. The other side is uh, another interpreter does the interpretation for Tony Robbins. Um, you know, when he has his, his full day events and he's up and he's, you know, it's, it's a lot about the energy and the power of what comes through in the voice. And it's not just the words, it's how they're said. And it's, you know, the emotion and the energy behind them translated from a cultural perspective between, you know, from English into whatever culture it is. And so, uh, you know, that's kind of where what we do, um, the extremes of of the effect of being able to speak you know in multiple languages um we're now connected to zoom so you can bring kudo interpreters on to zoom 
Uh, we've it's got a big milestone for you, mate, because you didn't have that in the earlier part, right? It's a big one. It's a big one. Um, yeah. We can be used with WebEx. We've got our uh, version two um, integration natively into Microsoft Teams. So um, some really big uh, moves. And I think what's just really important, the world of just where this is all going, inclusivity um, and being able to allow everyone to join um, in, in their natural language. And that includes uh, sign language. You know, people that, that can't, you know, have or have, are, are, have uh, difficulties in, in those areas. So um, it's important and it's certainly not for everybody. It's certainly not cheap, um, but it is something that um, if you have a need flying to Japan for a two hour meeting and spending five grand versus um, a two hour meeting on a platform where not only are you going to be able to save money in the cost of going and carbon credits and such, but actually everyone can actually talk to each other as opposed to I'm going to speak English and the other side's going to nod and then everyone leaves. And then after that, everyone looks at the notes and says, Oh, okay, this is what people said. Yeah. So it's, um, that's no, important. It's you know? and, uh, and, uh, I, I, think, I can see it scrolling up there on the screen. Kudoway.com is the website. If I'm not mistaken, breaking the barriers on the actual website as well. Right. Cause I think that's where I found it. It and is. So for the listeners, as opposed to the viewers at the moment, um, what was really cool with Breaking the Barrier, and well done, mate. It's a nice show. You've got some interesting content. I've watched a few of the episodes. But what I really like about the fact is that you're talking to someone. It shows the power of how it's being interpreted interpreted, sorry, in real time. But there were little tabs that I could choose additional languages. Now, I don't speak French, but I hit French just to see what would happen. And it fired up YouTube, and then the video was playing, but there was a French overlay. Um, so not only, I think it was the lady that had come here from Brazil. It was that episode. So you've got a lady that was speaking, so Brazil's Portuguese. So she could speak Portuguese. There was an interpreter interpreting into English and you were talking in English, but then when I hit French, it fired up YouTube and she was now speaking, well, she was, but the interpreter was now speaking French. So that as a French listener, I could listen to the whole show in French. So Nice job, really good job. Anyone that's interested, and it, this is not technology, this is just nice stories, it's just content. Um, but showing how voices, and, and as you said, you're getting the emotion of the guest, because they're speaking in their natural language, um, and then you can actually understand as opposed to reading um, subtitles, which someone actually asked earlier, how do you take them off? So kudoway.com. Um, that takes us to the end of tech news with a Z. And that brings me into a segment that, Ari, I don't know if you know about. Um, I don't know if you've been on the show when I've done Are You Game. But uh, now that you're a part of the, the tribe and you have an, an Apple iPhone, um, each week I review a new game. It's just an excuse to actually play games and not get into trouble for it. If anyone says to me, are you sitting there playing games? I can say yes, but it's research. So Monument Valley 2 is the game that I did or played this week. Now, this has to be hands down one of the most beautiful games I've played. And it's not the first time I've played it. I've played one and I've played two. In fact, one is a game that I actually bought. Now, I get a lot of games for free. I get a lot of codes for free where I can review apps. Um, so that when I tell you that I actually bought a game, then you've got to know it was a great game. Um, now, I have Apple Arcade. Uh, Aria, now that you're an iPhone user, you can investigate Apple Arcade as well. Um, and Monument Valley 2 Plus is part of Apple Arcade. So I played it again. And what the plus is, there's just four extra levels. Um, Us2, which is the development, uh, sorry, the, the agency that put the game together, developer, couldn't think of the word. This is for them to try and make us aware of deforestation and things like that. So they have a little note that says, you know, go and sign the petition. And there's four extra layers. But basically, Monument Valley 2 is just the story of Poe. And then 2 is Poe and her daughter. Um, and you walk through these absolutely beautiful mazes. So if you're watching the screen, you'll see it's all geometry. You've got to move things around so that the, the bridges connect so that the character can get across to the other side. There are no instructions. You don't need them. There is absolutely 
beautiful soundtrack behind it. You you want to put your Sony's on in this game, RA. It's just you immerse yourself in the sound. The nice thing as well with Monument Valley 2 is it's about an hour, hour and a half, and you will finish it. So it's not one of those games that are going to go on. And yes, I'm still playing Creeks, which is now two weeks ago. And I'm not close to finishing it yet. But um, this game you will finish. It it doesn't puzzle you to the point that it frustrates you like some of the other puzzlers out there. Um, it's logical. It's fairly easy to move. There's one or two scenes. And in fact, the one that's up there now, I think it's the one I've got in the middle. That was the one scene that did trick me a little bit. I had to spend a bit of time on it. Um, but yeah, it's an absolutely wonderful, beautifully constructed game. Um, if you're into puzzlers, if you're just looking, you know, it's even like a, a one-hour flight. You're going to fly from Sydney to Melbourne or something like that. Perfect game to to put on your phone. So yeah, Monument Valley 2 Plus available on Apple Arcade. Um, yeah, game of the week. And as I said, it's been a while since I've actually finished a game. I knew I would finish this one. I said I, I, I finished one and two the first time I played them. And I said, hour and a half. Now, Normally, the last segment after, um, I think Monument Valley is actually available on Android as well. I'm not sure. I do recall one being available on Android, and I'm assuming two is as well. Um, now, normally, the last segment of the show is Q&A. So I'd hate to break from the tradition. Let's go into it. And this week, we have Q&A. Well, Ari, <laughs> how's that one, Mike? Nicely like done. That was well done. Thank you. <laughs> right. So these questions are all for you. So I have three questions. So normally I get a question that comes through on tech and I try and answer it. But these are all for you, mate. This was all about you this week. So what were the niggly things that you ignored for years that finally annoyed you so much that you switched to iPhone? <laughs> you thought you were over this now, weren't you? <laughs> oh, man. Um, you know... I think one was just the the consistency of the of the platform um, and and the hardware. I think that it was just uh, it was it was time to to try something new. Um, that's that's probably the biggest one. The second one. It's a, that's an is, important one, though. Huh? I mean, like the bloatware and the way that the operating system changes cross device. It is. It is. Um, I, it, it was really just the the reliability, you know. Um, yeah. I had I had I had tested and gotten uh, my 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 wife Marcia an iPhone 11, and and played around with hers and just kind of watched and seen how she used it and just how it held up over probably about six months or so, um, and it just um, did very well, you know. And and just as a, as a piece of kit, it it's just quite solid. Not I think Samsung has come a long long way um that that battery just really that bothered me um and i'm 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 still learning uh ios and how to how to get around uh in some well, areas that brings us to the second question and on that note i'm happy to answer any of your questions um so the second question is what things do you think you can't no or can no longer do now that you're on an iphone now that's quite a good question because, you know, the, the person that asked this question may not know that you were on a note, which obviously the stylus is an important part of the note, right? Which we've got Apple Pencil, but no one's going to walk around carrying an Apple Pencil on an iPhone. Although you've got the Pro Max, so you've got a pretty big screen, so you could. It, but what, it, do you, it, it, what do you no longer do or think that you no longer can do um, now that you're on a, an iPhone? So w one is if you can see You'd have to put it in front of your face because you've got a virtual screen. There we go. Yep. The fingerprint. So uh, being able to get in by a fingerprint. The second one is... Um, you've got face ID, though, set up, right? I, I do. I do. The second one is this. And this is... Um, it's a nice this widget. is unique to the note. Yeah, but it's it's basically on every note. And what it, what it enables is um, the third one, which is split screen. Mm -hmm. And that split screen, being able to um, move it up and down and basically take almost any two apps, um, have them be split screen and not just 50-50, but actually moving up and down. So you can have a YouTube yep. video at the top and pretty much 
two thirds of the screen or three fourths uh, for productivity. So from a productivity perspective, that that's definitely one of them. Uh, the second one, it's great to be able to take a screenshot and being able to take a snapshot and pull out the note and then scribble on it and, uh, you know, or take a picture of something. You can do that now on an iPhone. You can scribble on it, not with your stylus. Uh, well, you can with an Apple pencil, but you can do that as well. But again, I have to agree the note makes more sense from that point of view. The stylus makes more sense from that point of view. Um, does, that, does the Apple Pencil work on this? An iPhone, yeah. Okay, because that, 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 that uh, would be something. Apple, you've got to get from mine, you've got to get Apple Pencil 2, not Apple Pencil 1, because there were two versions, and the one only worked with the first iPads and early phones, and the other one only worked. So just check that first. Um, there's also third party. Um, I don't have my iPad floating around here, but I've got a Zag cover with a keyboard, um, and it's got a, a Zag stylus, and that works on, on my devices as well. So you yeah. will, the answer is yes, but just check carefully which one you buy. Otherwise, and you know what? You don't need to buy Apple accessories. Um, you go online and you'll find third party accessories that do the job just as well, might even be smaller. Um, where is it? The just widgets, just widget, um, wid widget no, and layout. Apple, and stuff. Apple's not as good as as Android as a whole in the widget space. Yeah. I think iOS 16 will address most of that for you, Aria. That comes out now, soon, two months, yep. three months. You know, honestly, if you had asked me that three years ago, um, I'd have a very different comment. I think that um, as a, as a productivity device, the Note is you, you know, uh, you know where I stand on that. It's, yeah. it's hands no, no, down. I agree. And I, and I agree, you know. And now that you're right. an Apple owner, <clears throat> just by the way, for anyone that's only just tuned in now, Aurea Sternberg is an iPhone user. But um, now that you are an iPhone user, you, you automatically get that amazing ability that we have where we accept Android and we, we, we embrace Android for what it is and what it can do. But at the end of the night, we still go to bed with an iPhone next to our beds, which is awesome. I, yeah. I have to agree with you, and you know I love the Note. I, I had a Samsung Note as well. Um, and in all my years and all the people I've ever been exposed to, I've never, ever seen anyone use the Note the way you did. I mean, you were on that thing all day long. So that has to be a big shift for you, I'm sure. But you will be able to solve that. Um, and I think working from home probably makes a difference for you as well, right? You're not running around. You've got your, your machine. In front of you. I mean, I've got some friends that take notes in, and I do. I do have. A, I do have an analog notebook here, and I do. I do take notes sometimes, but it just. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. You know, it, yeah. it's just you, you've. I've got two screens here. I've got places where notes are just in front of my face. This, currently, have to stand up. This is. Um, <laughs> Me too. Question number one, um, an, an Android, you know, app, uh, was it Apple, Apple Wear? Apple, Apple Watch versus Watch. Yeah. Android Wear? Yeah. No question. I have said that to you for years, right? And unfortunately, you've had to have an iPhone to get the benefit of an Apple Watch. Yeah. Um, but now that you've got it, you can see your metrics, your data, your interface, there's nothing on the market to come close. And that's not even a fanboy. That's just you've seen that firsthand yourself. When you own one of those, um, you know, and I know you use the metrics in the day in your watch. The last question I have for you is, have you noticed any apps that are actually better on iPhone than on Android? I'm talking about obviously the same app, the apps that you've brought across. Have you noticed how they perform better or look better or no? Not, not really. So, the, an, an, anno annoyingly, there is one app um, in the exercise space that is completely different on um, the Android versus the iPhone. Uh, oh, really? And the, and the Android, uh, it's an exercise app. Um, like on the iPhone, there's it, it's, it's a completely different app. Um, Better or and, worse? Uh, they went from free model to freemium. Where if you want, you know, they they they're pushing having your personal trainer, and there's a, you, know, you can choose from like four different personas to come in and pre-recorded videos and all this kind of stuff. 
And the Android app was literally just screenshots with pictures of six different exercises. And that, that that's what I wanted. I didn't need videos to show me how to do it and you know, all this kind of yeah. fancy stuff. I think that, you know, for, for professional for apps that are produced by medium to large corporations, uh, they're they're produced for the for the iPhone um, with all the schmick and polish on it. Then they bring it over to Android, and it's you know, iPhone has to fit a screen or you yeah. know an iPad and Android and an iPhone versus Android where you've got tall, wide, fat, slim. Um, I mean the the Microsoft Duo. I'm still looking at and still thinking. Gosh, could I get this and do something with it? Um, I must say that's an interesting form factor, and I'm not a Windows user, but what they've done with that in the sense, and if the power of a, uh, what do you call yours, the Surface, is actually going to be in there, it is an interesting device. And I think the people that are going to suffer the most for that will be Samsung, right, with their um, Fold, with the Z Fold and, and the S Fold, uh, because... You know, that's always been my bugbear with the iPad, right, is that it's not Mac OS, it's iPad OS. And all the people who defend it, it's it's rubbish. There's no reason why an iPad can't run Mac OS, except for the fact that Apple doesn't want their MacBooks cannibalized, their sales. That's all. It's got an M1 processor. It has a USB-C port. I'm talking about the Pro. It totally. can run Mac OS. Believe me, it can. Um, but, yeah, I get that. So... That aside, I think that if you were in the Microsoft environment and weren't using an, an, a, a Samsung Fold and we're looking at it, I think the Joe is going to take it's going to eat their lunch. Um, if they can get it right, I mean, every foray into mobile, Microsoft has sucked. Like, I mean, they destroyed Nokia in, with Windows Mobile 6 or whatever it was. But we'll see what happens there. Poor, poor decisions. Dude, Very we true. are we're like at the end of it. We're at the hour. It's done. We've had our fun. We've uh, we've had confession, uh, which thank you for that. Very brave. There's definitely a few friends that you and I share in common that I cannot wait for them to see technical confession episode one. Now we've got to work collectively on those friends and bring them across to the light side or dark side, whichever way it's going to be as well. Um, but yeah, all right. Thank you. Uh, again, kudo way, k u d o w a y dot com. Um, it's a great product. There's an interesting podcast up there called um, Breaking the Barrier. Or Break the Barrier. Break. Break the Barrier. Break the Barrier. Yeah. Looking Thank forward you, to you back on the show again sometime soon. Proud. Quadlock. <laughs> Check it. Australian company. Australian company. Good stuff. Yep. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Well, that's it. So until next time, keep your screens clean and your knobs shiny.